page. What you doing? Subscribing to Bark Box. Oh, is that the one where the puppers get a monthly box full of toys and treats? Also, doesn't charge you more for having a bigger dog so that each pup gets the size of treats and toys that they need? Yeah, that's the one, Sam. And did you know that if you use our link, BarkBox.com forward slash M3 True Crime Pod, you'll get a whole ass month free. Let us help you spoil the shit out of your puppers. Hey, Sam. What you doing? I'm so fucking excited. Why? This is the first time that we recorded in our new little pod hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Well, with us. Okay, I was just like, just, hold on a second. Listen, the other one that we recorded was the dumb fuckery with uh, Indian Crimes. I was going to say, they, they popped the cherry hole. They <laughs> they just popped the pothole cherry. The pothole cherry. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> Y'all sticker idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all popped our holes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is it, this is the first time for just you and me. <laughs> that sounds terrible. To be popping holes. <laughs> Just us to be popping some holes. Oh shit! I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> we need to. We made it weird. We did, <laughs> like always. Made it awkward. Um, we'll have to post pictures of the pothole. Yeah. It looks. It looks pretty cute. Um, pretty excited about it. Sam worked very hard on it. It took me far fucking ever. But it looks fantab, fantabulous. Fantabulous. Besides being so excited, Sam, what are we doing? Um, we are recording a podcast. And what what is that bitch called? M cute. Murder, mystery, mayhem. So Paige, you know what? We're only missing Alaska in our download map. Are are we still? I thought we uh we got that one. No, we got Rhode Island. But we're still missing Alaska, so you people. When's 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 the last time we checked it? Like yesterday. Oh. No, we got it. What? No, I'm just kidding. You lying <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't check it today. I usually check it at least once a day. Just to... Honestly, I have not been on this thing. Yeah. We've had a nice little break. Yeah, it has been nice. We've uh, taken a break from social media stuffs and posting so much we haven't recorded well besides dumb fuckery we haven't recorded in a long time yeah it's it's been a really long time we were planning on having like all of these episodes like in the bag ready to fucking go we shouldn't even fucking said anything no we should have said nothing of the sort because the moment we did i got sick yeah my, my kids, kids got sick her kids got sick mm-hmm and then it got to the point where we just couldn't see each other. And, you know, I've been so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> have not. You have 20 kids. Uh, yeah, but I need adult interaction. <laughs> not you. You missed me, I know. <laughs> I know. I cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
But anyway, we're back. We are back. Feels right. good. We'll start recording and uh, posting every week again. So we'll catch us every Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. I'm going to start posting some weird Thirsty Thursday stuff. <laughs> when I Not drinks. That, I had this this uh, image of a T-Rex pole dancing. <laughs> that is not what I thought of. That's that's what I had in my head. Don't know why. Maybe because I'm like I'm staring at you, but right behind you is the. the I was gonna say thing. what? T Rex. There's a giant T Rex behind me, guys. It is. It's where our our patrons' names are gonna go. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so and what else we got to talk about before we get into this real shit case? Because you know. We've had a break. So now it's time for the shitty shit yes. shit. So now it's time for the shit show to begin. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you a funny story that happened at work to get us before Do it. the shit. Well, I thought it was funny. It may before not be funny. Before the shit gets deep. Yeah. Everybody knows. I, I be the single. Single as a Pringle. And we have this we have this cute couple that comes into work. And they are just the sweetest. They are just old, sweet couple. And he just caters to her. He is just the sweetest to her. That's cute. I know. I mean, she's sweet to him, too, but it is just the sweetest. And I was like, God has favorites. Okay? (laughs) God definitely has favorites. And I am not one of them. And um, one of my coworkers, she just starts laughing. And she's like, no, well, you know, she's trying to comfort me. And I was like, and I was like, no, listen, God just gives me challenges. He he just throws me wherever the hell he wants to throw me. And she was like, no, no, honey, that's the devil. I was like, nah, devil gives me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, <laughs> the this uh, woman came in and she like baked us a bunch of stuff. And some of the... <laughs> Some of the cookies were like in shape of religious, religious shapes, you know, there was a cross. <laughs> I said, hey, look, and I turned the cross upside down. <laughs> it was like, anti-cross. <laughs> and she was like, Paige, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> she said it, didn't she's she? Like, she's like, I'm going to pray for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that is freaking hilarious. Yeah, I was like, no, devil gives me what I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she about died. It was so funny though. The That's look on hilarious. <laughs> no. I love trolling them because you know we live in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like everybody, and I I work with a bunch of older ladies too, and very conservative, very mm-hmm. quiet, and like. Yeah, I don't know why I just turned into my Sarah Palin voice. Yeah. You know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. That's what happens when I'm around Foster, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just turn into Sarah Palin. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I love trolling them. It's so funny. It's fantastic. <sighs> what? I don't, this story fucking sucks. It does. And it's like this, it, okay, so, I got the majority of my information for a book so far, and at the end, I'll kind of 
reiterate some things with like uh, news sources and, and stuff that I find. All right, I found. But this book that I read was like a collaboration between a writer and the girls, the three girls that will be that will be talking about a lot. And so I felt like it was it's probably the best source for the for this information. And the reason it all came about is because we found out that Shelly Notek was released from prison after only serving. She should not be released. She Which should I know have never been released. She is in her 70s, but... doesn't fucking matter. It's her mind that committed all these crimes. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't physically... Well, besides what she physically did to her daughters. But she didn't physically kill these people she tortured them and she had her husband do it oh yes torture is absolutely the the word for it oh yeah she 100 percent tortured them but she did physically abuse the girls and the people she was caring for it's been a minute since i read the book we'll get it it i uh, it, this I, makes my stomach turn. So yeah. you, do you ever like, read I should have I should have reread it. I ever, haven't read it in like it's been like two years. <laughs> do, you, do you ever read books and listen to like music to kind of like background noise kind of thing? Yeah, I gotta have background noise. Well, I was listening to Cage the Elephant like playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. and now every time that I hear certain songs from that playlist. My stomach does flips. Oh, yeah. That's and not so good. I have ruined one of my favorite bands <laughs> because I was listening to it while reading this because I needed something that I liked that was familiar. And now it's like, oh. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. No, I really shouldn't have. But she only served 22 years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because 22 is my favorite number. I forgot about that. <laughs> So she served 22 years. She got out of prison and uh, she shouldn't have. No, I think uh, so. And She's a master manipulator. That is, I think that might be downplaying it a little bit, to be honest. And she swears that she is innocent. She didn't do any of that's, shit. That's my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if she would have taken some type of responsibility, I probably wouldn't have been so pissed off as I was reading this. But there's no responsibility. It is she, constant. She's narcissistic. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess we could probably get into <sighs> So, once y'all know, I try to make Sam read this book like a million times. I kept telling her. She did. And I, it's a fantastic, it's a phenomenal book. Because, like, you're there. That it, it just, there are certain books that you can read that you can just picture everything that's going on and this is one of them. Yeah. And it's not, it's not over, I don't know, it's not, like, overly detailed as far as, like, how the weather was that day or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's a very good book, and it sticks to the important pieces of what was going on with the family. So, I don't, it just stresses me out. The whole last thing stresses me the fuck out. But anyway, this book is called If You Tell, A True Story of Murder, Family Secrets, and the Unbreakable Bond of Sisterhood. By Greg Olson. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they he worked closely with the girls to make sure everything was factual. Mm-hmm. So, there are a shit ton of people in this, in this story. In this case. In this fucking miserable ass thing. 
it so much. Yeah, same. So we're going to, I'm going to try to give you a list of the people. And I understand that we're going to forget who everybody is. Because some of them are talked about early on and not again later on. Or talked about not early on and then talked about later. It's a whole thing. (laughs) So anyway, first off, we're going to talk about um, Shelly's grandmother, Anna. Who was mean as shit. Mm-hmm. Where I think that the narcissistic, abusive behavior was learned. Yes. Now, I will say, Shelly did not have a long time with her biological mother, if I'm not mistaken. I think she, I, no, I take that back. I think she was like 13 or something like that when she died. So I don't think she was actually with her paternal grandmother, Anna, a lot before then. It didn't seem that way. It seemed like the the three kids were with their mother, Sharon, who was not stable. She had a substance abuse issue, and she eventually died. But anyway, so there's Grandmother Anna. Grandmother had Shelly's dad. His name is Les, or went by Les. I'm not entirely sure. They just referred to him as Les. He was passive as fuck. He gave in to all things Shelly ever wanted. He, but then again, like, there, he had some red flags going, too. Like, he lied uh, about his age to his second wife so that she would marry him. She was significantly younger than him, and so there's that. He was a former football star in a small town, and he owned a bowling alley, and with his mother, he ran a nursing home or two. Actually. Yeah. Two. And then Shelly's stepmother, Laura, I give her credit. She did what she could with what she had and what little influence she had. Yeah. There wasn't a lot that woman could do. Right. Also, at any point in this, the telling of this, if I say something that seems like I'm judging any one of these people, like, I'm not. Like, shit happens. I I can't. I do, I do believe that, uh, Shelly got a lot of her tendencies from her grandmother because she used a lot of those things on her staff. She used them as servants. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... But anyway, so, like, I, I think that... I don't Things could have been different, but at the time, I don't think... There wasn't enough services to help any of them, I don't think. There wasn't. Right. Or at least while Shelly was growing up. All right, so... Liz and Sharon, Shelly's biological mother... And Shelly is the main focus of the story, by the way, if you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> uh, she is, what is it that we call, oh, the, the, snot crotch. the biggest snot crotch there ever was. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, true crime B&B, for that uh, term. <laughs> and then there was Chuck. He was the middle kid. He was mostly silent. And by mostly silent, I mean, I don't think he ever really talked unless Shelly gave him permission to. He did what Shelly told him to when she said to do it. This is when they were children. Mm-hmm. Not when they were adults. Not when she had some type of power. No, no, no. This is when they were children. And then there was Paul. Uh, he was the youngest. And he was literally feral. He wasn't taught anything. He lived with his mother for a very long time. And then he, when she passed away, or when she died, he was placed with Les. And they had a 
terrible time trying to adjust to that. And then Les and Lara had two kids. They're not really discussed in this as much because they didn't have that much to do with Shelly. I think there was one time that Lara had one of her kids go with her to confront Shelly, but it, they didn't really have anything to do with her because of the way she was. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I know Laura tried to keep the peace, to keep contact with the kids, but there was only so much she could do then, too. Yeah. And I hate, I hate it so much. <sighs> anyway, that's those are the people that we're gonna we're gonna like discuss on the first first part because this is a multi partner. Oh yeah, we forgot to say that yeah, multi partner. Uh, <laughs> Sam's deep dive. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome back, New Year, twenty twenty three. Like I said, the paternal grandmother, so Les's mother and Shelley's grandmother, she was, she was a character, and not a good one. She had like this looming stature over people, so she had she was really tall, and she had authority over them because everybody's really tall to you. Okay, listen, it's not my fault. She had a bum leg, which I thought was interesting that they had to point that out. Okay, it sounds like her main goal in life was to make anybody that was around her as miserable as she was. Mm -hmm. was. That was her goal. She treated the workers of the nursing home as her own personal slaves. Like, they would wash her hair and clean her feet, which is gross as fuck. And if they didn't do what she wanted, she would, like swatted them with whatever she had available. Uh, she would also stick their heads in the toilets and flush multiple times. That is so crazy. It's fucking ridiculous. And they just kept working there? Yeah. Now we would be like, fuck you, I'm suing you. <laughs> Back then, they didn't, because what she would do is she would choose the weaker, weaker Oh, yeah, people who 100%. Would, who would look up to her as, like, a mother figure because she would do the whole sweet thing first. Be like, oh, I'm here to help you, you know, just trust me. And then she just turned that switch and she started beating them, essentially. Mm-hmm. But, but, but she didn't do this just with her employees. She did this with Laura, too. She made her feel like absolute garbage. Because, again, that's where yours come Yes. Uh... <laughs> She was constantly criticizing her. And after Shelly went to live with Laura and Les, Shelly began spending more time with Anna, so she was seeing more of the behaviors and more of the manipulation and more of the abuse and ways of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because, I don't know, Anna had a soft spot for, for Shelly, so she didn't get the brunt of the abuse, or at least most of it. She... Most of the time. There were times that she got it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, she was the favorite and she was favored and she was doted on or whatever. So instead of riding the bus home, she would go to Anna's house, which was closer to the house, or closer to the school. And she would just kind of piddle around there until Laura's like, she's on the fucking bus again. I guess she's, <laughs> I guess she's at Anna's. So then she would makes me mad because in the book Laura explained that Anna berated her for not washing Shelly's hair properly 
And one day she came to pick up Shelly, and Anna had roughly chopped off Shelly's hair, which comes back later. But Anna claimed that she didn't brush her hair properly, so it had to be done. Mm -hmm. It's Laura's fault. It's not Anna's fault for cutting her hair. And at this point, Shelly's old enough to comb her own hair. Yeah. She just chose not to. And any time that Laura would come to her, come near her with a brush, she would take off running and screaming. Shelly made life in general just excruciating. Even as a child. When Laura would try to brush her hair, like I said, she would take off screaming, throw a fit, run from her, just be the most ridiculous. <laughs> when she tried to get her to wear certain clothes, it was like the world was ending. And only Shelly knew about it. So she would have this massive meltdown. Eventually, she got to the point where she would take clothes in her backpack and hide them at a gas station close to the school. And when she got off the bus, she would go to this gas station, change her clothes, and then go to school. But to retaliate against anybody that in, in the house that did not do what she wanted, mm -hmm. she would put broken glass in their shoes. Ouch. And then, if that wasn't, if that wasn't bad enough, she would make up stories. And it got to the point... Where when she was 15, she accused her father of raping her. This was not true. And normally I'd be like, don't, don't just assume it's not true. It wasn't fucking true. Right. Because she did this with multiple people who also, never touched her. Right. Who, also who thinks of putting glass in somebody's shoe? Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. I don't, I don't, I don't know where she got that. There's no explanation of where or how she came up with these certain torturous things. And then to accuse your dad of raping. Yeah. Like, that's just fucking crazy. That, if it happens, report it. Do that. But this shit didn't happen, and she nearly ruined them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine. So she went to school, and she disclosed this to her school counselor. The state immediately placed her in care, but they did not tell Laura unless what they did. When Shelly didn't return home from school like she normally would, so she called the school and was like, hey, where's my kid? And the school said, the school informed her that they placed, or the state placed Shelly in a safety placement due to allegations, but it took them physically going to the location that Shelly was being held to get any answers. Wow. Yeah. Once they heard the allegations, they demanded their doctor do a physical exam, which I guess is a normal reaction to something like that, because if, if I did something, there would be evidence. Look. Yeah. There was no... So the doctor did the exam, and he returned stating that she had never been touched and there were no signs of any type of sexual assault, and she was allowed to return home, with the suggestion that she see a psychiatrist. Yeah, no shit. So they tried every fucking thing. They tried everything. They tried therapists. They tried putting her in extracurriculars. They, they let her be social. They, they did all of the things that a normal kid would do. Try to um, make sure that she's going to a therapist. Well, she wouldn't talk to the fucking therapist. And when she did, she fucking lied. <laughs> they put her in dance class. And she decided she didn't want to do it. So she, she would refuse to go to practices. She would refuse to go to recitals. If they got in the car and got to the, the practice itself, she refused to get out of the car. And 
all the while I'm reading this book about all of her 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 demands and the way she behaves when she doesn't get her way, I instantly thought my mom would just like she would jerk me up. Like that's what would happen. Oh yeah, I that was not. My mom would have beat the shit out of me. Yeah, but they got to the point where they were scared of what she was gonna do next. Well, yeah, she put fucking glass in their shoes and made allegations against her father. And she never once, like, apologized. She didn't... Well, no, she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't take that statement back. She just went with it. And so people in town were like, huh, I wonder. Like, and so that that's enough to drive anybody crazy, I think. No, yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know. It just... This kid needed something more, and they were not equipped for it. No. I don't know that many people would be equipped for that. I wouldn't be. I don't know what I would do in their situation, to be honest. After she made the allegations, Les's here, have what you want behavior got worse. If she wanted something in particular, she'd get it. It didn't matter how much it cost. So they're reinforcing her behavior. Yeah. Laura tried her best to do what she could with a child that was not her biological child and that she wasn't really able to punish because there's the whole... You never know what Shelly's going to do next. Oh, yeah. I think what a lot of people want to do is try to understand why these people do the things they do. And the reality is we're never really going to understand. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Ever. So people try to place blame on anything and everything and try to come up with an excuse as to why something happened. When in reality, like, I don't think her parents could have done anything differently at by the time they got her oh yeah by the time they got her no no everything was unless they were already there because she just sent her away or something herself yeah so by the time she was 15 she was an adult like she knew all the things it was her right it was her way Mm -hmm. so i mean i I can't imagine being in that position either no it seems like less anytime there was an issue he would just throw money at it and it would go away that's, that's just kind of how he dealt with stuff. Yeah. So instead of trying to reinforce the positive behavior, he was more reinforcing the negative behavior, and it just turned into spiraling out of control where nobody <gasps> knew what was going to happen next, except for maybe Shelly, and Shelly wouldn't tell you until she was ready for you to know. Of course not. Her family was not the only one that she terrorized. Somebody let her babysit other children. Like, I know that's what you did when you were teenage back then in the I don't even 50s right 60s yeah you're a teenager and a girl you go babysit like it's the norm yeah go watch the neighborhood kids it's fine even when we were younger yeah we did this was not a good idea no I don't know why Uh, maybe her parents were hoping that she would not pull the same shit she did at home. Maybe maybe they were hoping that she would be different and being around smaller children would like bring out like a softer side of her. So like, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It did not. Uh, <laughs> this crazy child would not feed the children. Wow. She would lock them in their bedrooms and put heavy objects in front of the door so they couldn't get out. 
And then finally, enough people caught on, and they were like, hmm, she's not watching her children anymore. And so that kind of put crap put to a stop. But still, she terrorized the fucking kids in the neighborhood. Sounds about right. But this continues this, her cycle of, of escalation. Like most narcissists, there's that honeymoon period for whatever reason. Whether you get um, in trouble and they're like on their best behavior for a couple of days or even an hour. Whatever that is. And then the cycle would start again. This is what happened with her. Every time. She burned so many bridges at school that she was eventually kicked out. And she was no longer allowed to go to school there. And this was a private school, like, <laughs> they paid for her to go to. So she, she burned her bridges left and right with the schools. It got to the point where they had to go, where they had to go search for a school so that it would take her. Dang. When she would, when they would find a, a school for her to go to, she would only be there for like a semester or a half a year. Very rarely would she finish an entire year at, at the same school. Eventually, she ended up going to Laura's parents' house to stay for a while. And she sh- she pulled the same shit about being raped by her step-grandfather. That didn't go very far due to her previous allegations and all. But when that school year was done, they were like, you got her. Yeah. We can't do this anymore. No. They kept her in school, which is amazing because honestly, if I had somebody in my house that was like, oh, you touched me and I didn't touch you, you'd be out of the fucking house. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'd find a residential facility for her to go to. I'm not going to lie. There was one year she was sent to a Catholic school and Laura was very hopeful that this like very strict um, environment would help her. Uh, And the nuns will get them in order. Yeah. It did not happen. Uh, <laughs> Shelly was more stubborn than Laura gave her credit for because she ended up being told that she couldn't return to that school either. When she didn't get her way, she did her vindictive thing and started putting shards of glass in other kids' shoes at the school. Oh my gosh. It's her go-to. It's like, you pissed me off today, Susan. <laughs> Susan? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And she was just like, fuck you, you didn't, you didn't do this for me. Glass in your shoes, bitch. Eventually, Shelly turned 18 uh, and was able to graduate somehow. Don't know how that was. She met a man named Randy, and he fell head over heels for her. He fucking loved her. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded funny to me. Like I'm real, real Southern there. Uh, anyway, so she was, she was really pretty. Well, yeah, she was. My perception of people change after I get to know them. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but she was pretty. I remember what, seeing pictures Objectively, of her. Objectively, she was very pretty. She had um, red natural hair. red hair, mm-hmm. and she was curvy. And, like, she was just, she was pretty. Mm-hmm. And she knew how to manipulate men because she had been doing it for all fucking them. She actually had, like, a really pretty smile, and, like, whenever she did smile, it just, like, changed her whole face. Like, I remember reading that, too. It just made yeah. her look so approachable. Yeah. One of her pre one of her her last husband, Dave, he said she looked like a movie star. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty. Randy was living in Pennsylvania at the time with his parents. Um, and he was trying to save up for school. I don't know why it's not in here, but they they met 
he fell in love. They stayed in contact when he went back to Pennsylvania to, to live with his parents. Because um, he was like, you know what, I'm going to save it for school. I'm, I'm, he's got all these goals. And after they parted ways, Shelley was like, you know what? Come back over here. Like, come back to Washington. Well, my, my dad has these nursing homes, and they always need a maintenance man. You can, you can work there. My father uh, will let you stay in one of his um, houses rent-free. You don't have to worry about rent. You can save up all your money, and you can work at the nursing home. You can go to school, and it'll be great. Everything's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. He decided to go. Right. So they lived in Battleground, Washington. So he moved to Battleground. The whole family worked hard to get Shelly married off. <laughs> they were not. They were hopeful that uh, once she was married off, they wouldn't have to worry about her anymore. No givebacks. Except that's not how Shelly works. If Shelly wants something, Shelly fucking gets something. Let's let Shelly and Randy stay rent-free in a large mobile home that he had. But this wasn't good enough for Shelly. She wanted the white picket fence left. Hmm. Uh, well, because they wouldn't give her what she wanted. What did she do? She faked a break-in. She claimed that she had been raped. Oh my god, that is her go-to. Oh, oh man. Uh, anyway. So, um... <laughs> the police should have pressed charges for her filing a false report. But instead, they just let her be. They moved her closer to the nursing home because that made it easier on her when she worked there. Yeah. Which, again, she shouldn't have fucking worked there. But eventually, it got to the point where she was staying home more than she was working. And she would always go, oh, menstrual cramps and things. And Dad's like, oh, stay home, honey. We don't need any of that here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's too feminine. We can't speak about such things. Honestly, she probably could say that she had a heartburn and he'd send her home. Probably. Uh, but she would use stupid shit like, oh, I'm, I'm just I'm just cramping too hard today. Uh, eventually, Les fired her, which I was very surprised about. What? Yeah. Did she set him on fire? I she got some glass in his shoes. I bet you he got tenfold whatever the fuck she decided. And they just don't know about it because Les didn't tell it. Yeah. <laughs> um... So she went from working for her father, and she got fired. Then she went and worked in another nursing home with another family member, which, why does this entire family have nursing homes? That was popular. <laughs> my um, grandpa, his, my, well, I guess it's my great-grandma, she owned a nursing home. Oh. I don't know, that just seems like a lot of work. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. My mom, she worked, she's a be terrified to get some medicine fucked up. <laughs> she was a CNA and she worked at a nursing home for a lot, a lot, a lot of years. And we pretty much lived there. It was, I have horror stories. Because <laughs> it, it wasn't just a nursing home. It was a VA nursing home. Oh. So there was a lot of veterans that had PTSD. missing. Yes, PTSD and missing limbs and facial oh. stuff as well. So, I mean, and I was little, when I would, mm-hmm. and we would stay there, like, all day. Like, we would yeah. just get a book, and she'd set us in, like, the like the common area, and we would have to sit there and watch TV or read a book or whatever, and then I would help her 
give all give everybody like water. I go to each room and give everybody water and stuff like that and help with lunches and everything. That's crazy. But yeah, you get chased a lot there. I did not expect that last sentence. <laughs> yeah, I got chased a lot. Hmm. Because they would think that I was their long lost love coming home. Oh. Even though I was like probably ten. That's if not younger. Awful. Yeah. And very confusing. I know. But the mind does weird things. Yep. Um, anyway, so she ended up getting fired from that job too, uh, fairly quickly because, you know, her lack of work. She popped back over to old Pop's nursing home and eventually he fired her for good. Uh, <laughs> but I can't imagine the terror that he was feeling knowing that he was going to have to fire her. <laughs> right. Did he fire her though or that, was he like, wouldn't you rather just be home? What wouldn't you rather just stay home? Yeah, wouldn't you rather he just stay home? He probably did that, but he she no longer worked at the at the nursing home. Because the thing about a narcissist, you gotta make it make them think that it's their idea. Oh, yeah, to get them to do any fucking thing. Well, she's definitely that. So you would think that that things would be pretty easy with Randy having a job, not having to pay for rent and mortgage or whatever, not having any kids at this point. Just they don't have a whole lot to worry about as far as finances go, right? This woman wanted the white picket fence life. She wanted to appear to have all of her shits together, even though there was none that were together. <laughs> like, her ducks were not in a row. Um, and so she would, Randy would work, and then she would get his check immediately and go spend it. Yep. And if that wasn't enough, she would put like a credit on at one of the stores in town. She did this to her father for years. But now she started doing it to Randy, who did not make as much money, or have the ability to say, hey, do not sell my son to my daughter anymore. Don't, yeah. don't sell to her. Well, when Randy said this to them, they were like, <laughs> no. Because Michelle, or Shelly, would pop up and do her weird narcissist thing where everybody just thinks she's so wonderful and just fucking does what she wants. Mm -hmm. It also got to the point where she was locking Randy outside at night. He was having to sleep in his car. He wasn't able to, like, go rent a room or anything because she took all of his money. Like, literally, he had nothing. When he started being less willing to hand over money, she went to her father, and so her father started giving her Randy's check. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. The yes, fuck? Right to her. Eventually, they had a baby together. So that nice, lovely, white picket fence lifestyle. Coming true, right? Mm-hmm. They named her Nikki. But things didn't really change. Although he loved his daughter, he couldn't take the, the abuse any longer, so he decided to leave. He went back to his parents in Pennsylvania and... And leaves Nikki with that freaking monster. Yes. Some bullshit. But at this point, he was in debt. He had nowhere to go other than to his parents' house in Pennsylvania and I bet you his parents would have helped take care of the baby. Les would have had an army of attorneys after him. Do it. I mean, I would do it. Fuck yeah. But at the time I back then they're more likely to give him to their mom anyways. Uh huh. Unfortunately. Nothing would have changed a little bit. Yeah. 
So he decided to leave her. He couldn't take it any longer. Um, after he left, Shelly decided to go visit him with Nikki to, at his family's home. They fucking hated her. They despised this bitch. Once he decided he, it wouldn't work out, she went around and racked up as much debt as she possibly could. So there was no way out for him. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so he really couldn't go hire an attorney because he didn't have the funds to. He's getting hit up by all of the surrounding uh, area stores to be like, hey, you have, you need to pay me. Once she did that, Shelly bounced. She went back to, to Battleground and she worked for a little bit. But then Laura got a call from Shelly's friend saying that they've been taking care of Nikki for a while and Shelly was just gone. So Laura went to go get her and kept Nikki for like a year, I think. And then Shelly popped up and decided she was going to take her daughter. They're like, fuck you. Yeah. You know that killed Laura. Oh, I know. I, I can't imagine because I, I... But then, but this this is like one of those um, what-if moments. What if she was able to stay there with Laura? That would have been awesome. For Nikki, but not the other two. Yeah. The reason why Shelly did that is probably because she found out how much Laura was loving that Nikki was there. Mm-hmm. And she does not want Laura to have happiness. Exactly. So, Shelly got Nikki, and she decided that she was going to pretend that Randy does not exist. He left them, and he doesn't want them. He, he, didn't, he doesn't want anything to do with his daughter. Or at least that's what she told everybody for years. When Nikki was returned to Shelly, uh, she was told she had to call <laughs> Shelly's new boyfriend slash soon-to-be husband, uh, Danny. She had to call him dad. That was her dad now. Not Randy. So their relationship, Shelly and Danny's, was tumultuous, obviously, because I don't think Shelly was capable of any other kind of relationship. That's a big word. I thought that word today. (laughs) (laughs) But he was more apt to calling her on her shit, so they fought a lot. They ended up having one child together. Her name was Samantha, but she goes by Sammy throughout the entire book and, and everything. But they were together for five years before they before they finally divorced. Five years of her insanity, and I cannot imagine. So they get divorced. She pretends like Danny doesn't fucking exist. Sammy doesn't see her father again. It just, life goes on. So Danny also leaves Sammy with... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But both Randy and... Danny would send Christmas gifts and their families too. Christmas gifts and cards and birthday stuff to to Shelly for their children. But she would take the card off that says from dad or whatever and she'd be like, it's from me. Oh yeah, 100%. Her next victim, uh, Dave Notahanaham. Mm, I say victim, but I don't know. I have mixed feelings about him. Yeah, me too. I don't think that he would have done the things that he did without her. I don't think so either. He was also beat down. Oh, yeah. He, he, she worked her narcissistic magic on him as well. I don't know that that's magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to her, it was. Sorcery. <laughs> Sorcery. <laughs> She's a witch. Burn her. If only. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. <laughs> I got better. Uh, anyway. 
Um, anyway, so he is, Dave Notek is the next, the next husband. He ends up being the next father. And I say that with air quotes because they were not allowed to call him anything other than like dad or whatever. Yeah. Uh, from the time that she introduced them. Because everybody saw your air quotes. Uh, that's why I had to point it out. Because everybody saw you pointing. Oh my god, I'm going to throw something at your head. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you missed me. I did, but god dang. <laughs> you had enough? What, it's been like an hour? You done with me now? No, we've been together for a, a long time today. <laughs> we have. We went, we went to the, the thing and then now this. and Yeah, I made same workout with me. My legs hurt. New year, new us. New pothole. <laughs> new holes. <laughs> <laughs> How does this man turn into what he becomes? Because I think he was made. I don't think. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think he would have done the shit that he did. In his his instance, I think that is very much nurture. Because he physically, mentally, all of those things, he was fine. Right. But it was his environment that he was in. Yeah, he was manipulated into doing that. Yeah. I still think he is one of the worst people ever because of it but right. <laughs> there is no excuse for him but there is if he hadn't have met her then he would have never done no. i mean i don't think so anyways no. he had never done the things no, that I he did i don't think so because he was a very doting husband mm-hmm. and father and he did everything for them yeah unfortunately he didn't do what he should have done right unfortunately he didn't say no to shelly but that comes later. My uh, name is No. My son is No. And if you ever meet Shelly No Tech, it's just say no and get the fuck away from her before she puts glass in your shoes. Anyway, so Dave grew up poor. He always worked very hard for what he had. Uh, he joined the military and when he returned, he had somehow managed to end up at the same bar in 1982 as Shelly No Tech. Oh. Which he thought she was gorgeous. We talked about this before. Uh, he described her as almost a movie star level of beauty. She made it seem like he was her knight in shining armor. But when they first met, she had told him about the girls and how she was a single mother and how she had cancer. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it took her that long for the cancer thing. I to know. Be it's very. So she had inherited her grandmother's home uh, by this time and. She, for some reason, thought she wouldn't have to pay anything on it, like taxes, or or she just didn't give a fuck, which I think probably that one. But <laughs> so she had to find. At her. this point, she was on the verge of losing that home. So what she did was quit claim deed the the house and the land and whatever to Dave. He saved her. They got married five years later. But oh, oh, I'm sorry, she didn't tell him about the cancer or the non-existent cancer in 1982. She told him about the kids in 1982. He just, you know, started doing shit for her. Um, they got married in 1987, but that was after she told him that she was diagnosed with cancer. And he wanted to do what he thought was right by her and the girls. So they would have somebody when their mother passed away from this horrendous cancer that she didn't have. Nikki talks a lot about how Dave went from this loving, doting father figure to just a shell of a man. Yeah. He went from, you know, doing things for them that they they like to do, taking them out, 
to eat or, or whatever. But Shelly would constantly belittle him, constantly uh, tell him that he was worthless, a piece of garbage, just absolute trash talk this man. And it got to the point where he, where Nikki remembers one day where she went out on the, on the front porch and she saw him with a shotgun in his mouth, crying. This grown man who was the, the strongest person to her, just broken down. Shelly and Dave would get into these explosive arguments. She would she would tell him that he was a worthless excuse for a husband. He didn't do enough. Uh, she would even physically attack Dave, but Dave would not attack back. He stopped fighting her. He stopped arguing. He would shut down and then he would try to leave. But when he tried to leave, she would go after him. She would load up all of the kids and she would hunt him down. And this is a massive pattern for her in general oh yeah she would go after him she would convince him to come back she would be sweet for a little bit like i said little honeymoon period and then turn into that love that that terrible cycle of of batshit crazy yeah in this house that they were living in the, the grandmother's house it eventually burned down and i wonder if shelly had anything to do with it oh well, no shit <laughs> I whole 100% believe that she did. Oh, absolutely. She probably got pissed off that they were telling her that she had to pay taxes again or something. Fuck your taxes. Fuck your taxes. Burn, bitch. <laughs> um, but it, either way, like, whether she had something to do with it or not, or, or whatever, um, they ended up moving into this really beautiful home. It had, there was, like, it was a two-story home. It had a basement. Basement and, of death. And this is the home that the real torment occurred. Not only for Dave for the children and anyone else that they had. And the house was secluded. And it was secluded. Nobody could, apparently nobody saw anything. Yeah, it was like off the road and it was like, I mean, it was, it had trees all all around the property. Yeah. So you really could not see on the property. You'd have to drive down the driveway mm-hmm. to see the home as well. I think up until this point she had not been... Not on the, the psychological and physical abuse of the kids as much as she had with Dave. I mean, Dave was the, the primary target, though I'm sure the kids got some here and there, but they're still relatively young. But this house, this house is where it got terrible. And I don't mean terrible as in horrific. Oh no, horrific. Yeah. And we're already at an hour, almost an hour and a half, so I'm going to have to cut it off here. Okay. Because it, there's a lot. Um, so part two, we'll, we'll, we'll continue and we'll talk more about the torment of the children and other people that Shelly brought into their lives. So I know this one, this part wasn't as bad mm-hmm. as the next few are going to be. Yeah. But still, like I had that horrible pit, <laughs> like a horrible feeling in my stomach and I just want to go curl up and escape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't a full T-Rex episode. Not yet. No, no. this was like... It's leading it's up to It's building it. up to it. Yes. And it makes my heart hurt. Yeah. She is a shitty person. She's a monster. And you can't tell me that this many people, including her own children, have reported these things. All of the terrible shit she has done. Her stepmother has also added on to this. Like she has told what a shitty person Shelly was, even from a ch- as a child. 
and all of these other people corroborating their stories, like, you can't tell me that she's not a shitty person. Oh, no. No. I know you wouldn't ever tell me that. Fuck no. <laughs> but I know that we've, I don't know, I always feel, I feel kind of bad being like, oh, they're a shitty person, but at the same time, I'm like, she's one person. I don't actually feel bad about saying he's a shitty person. Oh, fuck no. There's, there's way too much. And by the end of this series, you will feel the same. And if you don't, you should probably go get checked out. Mentally. And then go check into a mental facility. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Have lots of tests run. It, it's fine. Brain scans are fun. You should do those. <laughs> oh my. Uh, anyway, um... Do you have do you have anything fun uh, today or I don't know. Do you want me to save it for a worse one? Okay, I'll do. I'll tell it, you. it is really fucking funny. I'll I'll tell you a stupid uh, story that I have. We went to Chuck E. Cheese for a birthday party. I was eighteen years old. We all got our stamp, got our little hand stamped, and then we sat down. My mom's like, "Oh shit, I forgot the <laughs> I forgot the present in the car. Can you go get it?" Me being eighteen years old, thinking. Sure, why not? The person that was working there in Chuck E. Cheese was like, I'm sorry, honey, you can't leave this this um, this area without an adult. And I looked at her. I was like, but no, you can't leave. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. So I turn around, go to my mom. Mom goes, she what? <laughs> I was like, I can't leave without an adult. <laughs> she you got to be kidding me. She gets up. <laughs> so funny. You are 18. Oh, 18 years old. I looked like I was 12. I, I, I'm not kidding. I know. No, you look you look young now, but it's just so funny. You are an adult, Sam. You should have just been like, hey, no, I'm was, 18. There was nothing in me that was willing to fight this girl over being an adult. Like, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, I know. So my mom. Seeing my mom grabs me by the arm, takes me to this woman, and she goes, Did you tell her she couldn't leave without an adult? Yes, ma'am, I did. She's 18. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was probably like, Why didn't you say that? And I was like, Sorry. <laughs> when, <laughs> so funny. When I say that I was shy, I am not exaggerating. Like, I didn't speak. Oh my God. That's so it's terrible, but also one of the funniest stories I have about myself. <laughs> it's okay. My brother also looks young. He is only um, a year younger than me. Yeah. And uh, somebody at Chuck E. Cheese thought that I was his mom. So. How long ago was this? Uh, three or four years ago. There's no way. No. I have seen your brother one time, I think. Maybe twice. He does look young. Like, he looks I, like he's probably... He looks young, but not that young. No, this was a few years ago, though. He... Everybody thought that he was, like, 16, 17, or whatever. But I do not look like I should have a fucking 16-year-old. <laughs> You're just a hot mom. <laughs> Sam. Somebody oh, thought yeah. I was 20 the other day. Thank you very much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, he is a year younger than me. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm sorry. This is why no one in the service industry should say, 
anything about, about age. age, weight, or height. Yeah. It's like, sure, can I verify your age? That's a great way of saying, I don't believe that you're an adult <laughs> without going, you can't leave without an adult. That is so funny. <laughs> Like, I have my goddamn license and everything. I know. You could have just pulled out the fucking license. <laughs> it's just so funny that you clammed up and you went to get your mom. I legitimately did not go anywhere. I didn't go down to parties in high school. I didn't do anything. I stayed home and I read books. Sam, I don't think we would have been friends in high school. We would have been able, we would have talked in, in school, but I would have never seen you outside of school. You wouldn't come to my parties? I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I, I literally did not go anywhere. I would have drug you to them. I mean, maybe, maybe. No, we would have had probably the same classes because I was in like all the smart classes. I could blend in with any group that was near me. Any group. Well, yeah, because you're so short. (laughs) 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 They probably used you as... They did. The jocks definitely did. Lean on you. Uh, There was this one guy. (laughs) He thought it was hilarious uh, to make fun of my last name, which I will not say here. Oh, it's a very funny last name. Yeah. uh, He would constantly call it by uh, a different version of, of that name. And so one day, we were in algebra class or something, and I was like, you know what? Say it again. He's like, what are you going to do? Say it again. <laughs> he said it. I threw this, like, two-inch book at him. Like, two-inch thick book. I frisbeed that bitch. Hit him in the head. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he, he never once said anything else to me. I was a very fucking quiet person, but apparently once you got me to that breaking point, I was fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that now, but more vocal about things. Before breaking. <laughs> before exploding. <laughs> it's okay. I would have, um, what's the word, corrupted you if we were, if we went to high school together. I don't know. I'm not kidding. I, I, I'd blend. Okay. So. I was a bad kid. I hung out with a bunch of the emo kids. Oh, yeah. See, I would have corrupted you. And then. When I ate lunch, I ended up with the jocks somehow and the cheerleaders. <laughs> and then any time that we had like school stuff, like any, like I was there with the smart kids, <laughs> I rotated depending mm-hmm. on what was necessary at the time. So I had the least amount of problems. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we would love it if you would go and like and rate us. Do the things. Oh, shit. I just hit the table. Pretty please. Please. But if you would like to suggest a case or talk to us or tell us some funny stories or spooky shit or... Oh, my God. If you say or one more time. Or... (laughs) (laughs) But wait, there's more. Um, Do all of those things. You can do that at the... There's a button. The link tree button. There's a button. In the show notes. It's called Linktree. Click that bitch. There's, there's obviously Linktree, but there's an actual button that says case request oh. or suggestion. Yeah. And you can click on that and you can, like, fill it in. It's, like, all open format. There's no, like, craziness all open. We also have a Patreon. Patreon? There is Patreon. There's two tiers. It's $2 tier and a $4 tier. And uh, you get some added dumbassery, which 
listening to this, you probably enjoy that. I hope so. Because we got a lot of it. <laughs> it's kind of a rant at this point. <laughs> Alright, but uh, if you would like to contact us, you can do so at our email, which is m3truecrimepod at gmail.com. You should catch that. I'll spit that out. We, we hope to be more active on social media now that we had our little hiatus. It was a nice break. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.